Joey G with the Golf Insiders with the one, the only, Gary Van Sickle from the Morning Read. How are things up in the uh, big steel city, my friend, of Pittsburgh? I thought you were going to say the great state of Pittsburgh, <laughs> uh, which is, yeah, we would all know what you mean. Uh, it's hot and humid. It's summertime. It's Florida weather here, which gets tiresome for us, but people in the south are used to it. So we had a nice cool June, so some hot weather in July is great for golf. I'm in, As an older player, I'm in favor of having baked out fairways because I like the extra rule. So I, I think the ball rolls on the ground like it's like over in Britain. I think that's great. The game should be played on the ground, and as they get older, I'm doing that more and more often than I, than I did for years ago. Well, Bryson DeChambeau... Uh, was the winner on Sunday at the Rocket Mortgage Championship in Detroit. Detroit Golf Club, to be exact. A great little Donald Ross track. Um, you know, I'm wondering, are you pumping iron these days, Gary? You, you know, bulking up? Or, you know, is this uh, what you think about this, this whole uh, process that Bryson's been through? Well, does, does pumping iron include taking Flintstone vitamins? <laughs> yes. And in the, if it does, then I'm pumping iron. <laughs> in your, uh, probably in your age bracket, yes, it does. Well, look, this guy looked around. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau was like golf's Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds sitting around, he watched Mark McGuire and Sandy Sosa bulk up on steroids and Andro, allegedly, and start hitting, you know, home runs everywhere. And then he watches, and he gets jealous. And at the end, he's like the uh, what's he's like the actress in uh, Harry, the Harry and Sally movie, where he'll go, "Well, I'll have what they're having." Right. You know, and he went from being a lean, mean baseball machine to being, you know, a behemoth like Bryson DeChambeau is now. But Bryson DeChambeau looked around and golf, and who's the guy to beat? Brooks Kepka. He's a big husky guy who works out like crazy, like Dustin Johnson. And he decided that the way to get an edge in the game, I mean, he's he's done a lot of smart things, but he decided the way to get ahead in this game was to fight fire with fire. So he went, bulked up, did all this things, drinking six, pro, seven protein shakes a day to main this, take, this weight. And he's hitting 360 yards all day long and reasonably straight. It's incredible. And now, look, at three, three, if you hit a drive 360 yards on the PGA Tour, how long How long of a second shot are you ever going to have in? You know, if it's a 460-yard par four, which is normally fairly long, oh, he's, got a, he's, he's got a sand wedge. He's got a lob wedge in from 360. You know, if it's a 510-yard par four, he's got 150 in. Now, it's a pitching wedge, maybe. It might be a gap wedge. You know, he's taken bomb and gouge to a new level, and – it's working for him. I mean, he, when he's not winning, he's finishing second or fourth. I mean, he's right up there every time. His putting looks a little stiff, but it's effective. This guy has really outsmarted everybody in the game of golf. We used to think Phil Mickelson or Phil Mickelson thought he was so smart, but this guy came up with the irons, his clubs the same length. He does all these other training things. Uh, if it wasn't for the USGA being a bunch of stick in the muds, he would be putting side sail right now. Because he did that and was was pretty good at it, That's and it's right. a better way to putt. And they didn't like the way it looked, so when he, he had a putter made and they ruled it was non-conforming, 
apparently because it was like a it was like it had a rounded edge in the back. They said, oh, well, you could use turn that backwards and you could chip with it, which is like the lamest reason ever to rule something non-conforming. They just didn't want, they just didn't like the look, which I wrote that when, it, when the, they first put the band out, that, that the next step's going to be side saddle, and it's a stroke, and there's nothing in the rules to prevent it, but they're not going to like the way it looks, and they did. So he gave that up, but I wish he had, because I would love to see, the, see them... Uh, twist in the wind but he's he's a smart guy he's just so high strung he puts so much into it kind of reminds me of nick faldo that when things don't go well he's just devastated and faldo when he got devastated he just stiffed the media and wouldn't talk to anybody but you can't do that these days and so there's cameras everywhere and brandall uh, brandall bryson's bryson's uh you know when he's upset it, it all comes out and make kind of makes him look bad at times and he's kind of a diva but that's because he cares he probably cares too much i think if he's got an issue it's staying out of his own way and we'll see if he can do that when he gets to the majors and we'll see if hit the 360 into the rough works of the u.s open i mean at wing at wingfoot it, it, it probably will i mean it's worked everywhere so far it's worked at hilton head and colonial which are two narrow courses that you would think spraying a ball that long wouldn't work but it worked so he's on to something and i think some other players are going to rethink what they're doing because of this yeah and he was um you know and he said himself he was emotional uh after this win because you know the other piece of this is these guys well especially what he's been um you know pursuing and tweaking and you know scribbling his physics formulas no doubt um you know in his off time in the hotel room you know that comes with as we know lots of skepticism talk about being under the microscope uh and you know to to then have your whole team as you know he acknowledged them thought that was you know terrific because you know, in his case, I'm sure it takes a village, and um, there are a lot of people that, you know, were uh, probably scratching their heads on that. Well, team. when he got when he got done, Amanda Balionis, her first question was, "Was what does this six win this this win mean to you? This six win?" And instead of answering the question, he went on a, "I want to thank this bond." He went through all the sponsors. It's like, "Hey, buddy, that was not the question. The question wasn't, hey, would you like to thank all your sponsors right now?'" The question was, what does this mean? And he didn't care about that. So, uh, and he, he had this big tirade on a cameraman on Saturday. You're making me look bad. You hurt my image. It's like, no. What was that all about? What was that you're all the about? Hurt. Well, he felt the cameraman followed him too long. He was waiting for me to do something bad. And then he was right, because then you did. You turned on the cameraman and reamed him out for a, twice. I mean, so it's like, it's not his fault you're coming off like a jerk. You're you're the one that's acting like a jerk. So that's what I mean. When things go bad, he's just very upset. And uh, I don't know what that's – again, I think it stems from he cares cares too much. He does. I think, he does. I think that makes it hard to – that makes it harder to win when you're living and dying on every shot. I remember Nick Faldo uh, used to play in the Western Open in Chicago at Butler – and it was the week before, uh, they scheduled the week before the 1990 Open in Medina. So Faldo's dying to win the Open. So he comes to Butler, plays kind of crappy the second day, and looks like he missed the cut. And he's just crushed. 
and he walked by the media, wouldn't talk to any of us. Uh, he went to the locker room or dining room and sat there for like an hour, and he was finally by himself. It looked like he cooled off. Uh, I, I don't remember the, exactly how it happened, but somebody else and I went over to see if we could talk to him, and yeah, he said a few words. He, but he, he was crushed. Well, it turned out he because next week was the U.S. Open, and he, he, he didn't have his game. He thought he had, was ready, and he didn't have it. So he was like DeChambeau. He was just beside himself. Uh, turned out he wound up make, the wind came up in the afternoon. He wound up making the cut, so he got two more rounds. Kind of got his game back on track, and you know he was one of those guys in the hunt at the end. Uh, he, I, I don't recall how, how many shots he missed the Mike Donald Hiller when playoff by, but he missed by maybe two. I think he tied for, I think he was third or fourth. He was right up there, but a week a week earlier he was crushed, and that's the same thing. So. You got to stay out of your own way. I think that's one reason Faldo didn't win more. He he over he overthought things and, and and he cared too much. Well, um, speaking of uh, <laughs> some fun stuff in the moment, uh, watching Alex Wolf uh, Saturday and Sunday, you know we know uh, he's got a bit of an odd pre-shot routine. But I, I thought this was an interesting comment. I heard him say something about, I guess, on Saturday, and given the lack of crowds, right, um, that might be deflecting things going on around you, apparently there was an ice cream truck in the neighborhood that, you know, he could hear the jack-in-the-box music. And he said yes. that, it, that it actually kept his head free and uh, was motivation for him on Saturday. I, I thought that was... I thought that was great that was cool. stuff. I, you know, there's, there's two guys. Golf is all about tradition, supposedly, and yet tradition is kind of overrated because I'm not saying these two guys are the future of the golf, but they're, they're two guys who are going to be in the big part of the future of golf. That's DeChambeau and Matthew Wolf, and they are as untraditional as you can get. Untraditional works, and you know, untraditional has always worked. This myth that, oh, you know, golf is tradition, well... Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, Sam Snead, these guys all had their own swings, and the way they approached the game, the way they played, the way they putted. Uh, and there's this, when these guys come out like DeChambeau and, and Matthew Wolf and these so-called experts in the media, usually usually they're not experts, they're just guys on chat, chat rooms and, uh, you know, some of the talking heads on TV sometimes. They criticize these guys for their swings because they're weird or they do this or they do that. Like, how many times can we have to say this to get the message through? It's not about having the perfect swing. It's about having a swing that repeats. Bruce Litsky made a career out of a repeating swing. A lot of guys did that, and you can't get that message through. These guys, oh, that's Lord, that swing is, you know, does it work, yes or no? You know, and that's, you know, if you knew you were going to slice every shot 30 yards, all you do is allow for it, and you can play golf. Now, sometimes there's going to be stuff in your way, so you can't do that. But it's uh, stability, uh, repetition, you know, being able to trust your ball flight is what it's all about. And both these guys, you know, I think Matthew Wolf's found the, you know, he uses that lower body. I think I think that's one of the best uh, best swings that people should copy. I He's mean, a they may powerhouse. Like that, powerhouse. They may not like that kickstart he has, but uh, – you know, nobody's teaching lower body anymore, and that's the secret of the golf swing because it's the secret to every athletic move in every sport, and they've gotten away from that. So I think we ought to be championing Matthew Wolf as 
bringing back a part of the swing that should be part of mainstream teaching, but you know, that's not traditional, so they're not going to do that. Well, the uh, sports book, Caesar Sportsbook in Vegas, now favoring Bryson to win the Masters. Gary, how do you think he's going to navigate Augusta? Well, with Augusta, you're supposed to have you're supposed to be long and hit a high draw. So he hits it long, he hits a high draw. It could work, but really, it winds up being about your chipping and putting. And is putting maybe okay enough? Uh, we've seen VJ Singh win, win the Masters. We saw Sergio Garcia win the Masters. Nobody's ever going to give them a prize for their putting, but they still won it. So it's possible, but I think there's so many times where you have uh, pitch shots or chip shots to save par. Uh, I think that's a key part of the game, so I think that's an area he needs to fix. But look, who else are you going to pick? Dustin Johnson would be up there. I mean, you got to go with the guys who are playing well right now, you know I remember last in the last year over the winter, I decided I put a I, I'm going to say ten dollars. I I bet Tiger Woods at like twelve to one because I thought if he comes out and wins something on the West Coast, West Coast his odds are going to go a lot lower before Augusta. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and we never never really got to find out. But Tiger looked pretty good in that exhibition match, which I know doesn't mean much, but he drove it pretty well. If Tiger. You know, we can't forget about Tiger. But Yeah, well, speaking of Tiger, where is he? What do you think, uh, you know, is he, is he, are we going to see him at Muirfield or Muirfield version two because we've got back-to-back weeks here? What's, I mean, where is Yeah, I'm almost surprised he's not playing both of them, but I wonder, if, you know, there's, with Tiger, there's two things. Either his, his back's, you know, out of whack temporarily or permanently and or, you know, he's got issues, uh, you know, being the world's most famous person, he's got issues traveling, and it's, he guess it's a lot more trouble for him. And you know, the whole COVID thing is like he might, he might not want any part of that. He might, he might not play anything. He might feel it's not safe for him to go to Ohio, even for a week. And you know, he's not in the bubble, so uh, that's that's all we you know we can only guess. But if there's one tournament he's going to show up to play, it's Muirfield where he's won. I've lost track. I think it's five. It could be six times. You would think he'd want to play there if he's halfway playing decent at all. So if he doesn't show, that means something's something's amiss health-wise, or he's concerned about the COVID thing, and uh, you know we're worried about his family and all that, which is understandable. But you know the what's the rate of positive tests on the PGA Tour has been like 1.2%. So the chances are pretty low you're going to get it. But we'll see. I mean, I, we, look, let's face it, we don't have any information on Tiger. We can't even make a good guess. But if he doesn't play, it's because he's not healthy or he's afraid of catching the, you know, the COVID-19. That, that would be my opinion. Well, uh, we will see. We're going to get to watch uh, two great weeks of golf at uh, Jack's Place. One of the best, uh, best in the, in the circa on the tour. Uh, who do you think is, uh, who are you looking at for this week? And of course, it's going to be a different tournament than uh, the following week. But well, I, you always look at the guys who play well there. I mean, I think Patrick Cantlay was the favorite this this worst week because he won last year. But Deschambeau's played well there. Uh, he won. He won. He won Jack's tournament. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama always plays it well there. 
Justin Rose always plays well there. He's one. A guy I've noticed lately, and I don't know why I got a feeling about him, but he put in a lot of work. He lost some weight, you know, kind of shaped up, got muscled up, but really to look at, get in better shape, took some weight off. And he played well all of a sudden. Is a good bit iron player, which usually is kind of what Muirfield Village uh, identifies as Scott Stallings. So Scott that's kind Stallings. of a sleeper pick. Yeah, he's kind of back in action. So uh, he's a real nice guy. But he was kind of a I don't want to say you know, wasn't he was a he had a little bit of a stomach on him. Not not much. You know, certainly not compared to mine. But enough that he didn't look like he was in shape, and he didn't. You know, he obviously wasn't a workout nut. Well, he turned into a workout nut. And good for him. He he looks great, and I'm sure he's gained some distance. And he's a good iron player, so that's kind of what you know. You got to be like Jack. You got to be a good iron player, drive it straight, and be a good iron player. And Scott Stallings can do that. And he's on a roll. Another guy, Maverick McNeely. He keeps top tenning here and there. Guy's got one of the best looking swings since Tiger. I mean, he just looks like a textbook. He kid played at Stanford, and he can chip and putt. His old driver is kind of his wild, his wild club, but he's a great iron player and he can chip and putt like a maniac. And uh, he's starting to, he's creeping up closer. He's if he won next week, you wouldn't go. Well, I can't believe it. You go, yeah, look at, you can see the progression he's making. So there's there's a couple off the wall picks you probably weren't expecting. Off the wall, we can always expect something from you. Um, not in the norm, my friend. In the world of new normal, um, thank you very much, Mr. GVS. And um, I'll just go back to my old abnormal. I'm, I'm in the new abnormal, which is like my old abnormal. All right. Well, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, go uh, play with that grandson of yours. I think he's uh, wanting to uh, check out that new train set you got him. Well, we'll just see. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to earn it. All right. Thank you, and check out all of Gary Van Sickle's stories on themorningread.com. Okay.